Blog Talk Radio. Can you feel it? Everybody's having a great day and had a great weekend. We got another outstanding show today, and I hope uh, hope everything is, you're going to enjoy it and everything is going well. All right, uh, my co-host P Ross will be here with me in a little bit. Hey, we got like I said before, we got a lot to talk about, and uh, we're going to take our time and do it. We got, of course, we have the song of the day for you, and I don't know. We're supposed to have a black history moment, but I don't know yet. Uh, I kind of dropped the ball on that one, so that's on me. But anyway, besides that, we're going to have us another great show today. And I hope every one of you are ready. All right. Yeah. By chance, you're having a little issue with your um, with, with your, your audio. Don't feel bad. We got a little audio going, problems going on, but we're going to try and fix that here in a little bit. Hopefully, you can hear me. Uh, I, I'm hoping you can. Anyway, <laughs> oh man! But let me tell you how you be a part of the show because I do want you to be a part of the show. The easiest way is call me at three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. You can email me at talk at gmail dot com. And our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can get be a part of the show. And as I said before, we do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you, okay? Now, with that being said, uh, we got, like I said before, we have a lot to talk about. And it's going to be wonderful, 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 all right? But before we go any further... Y'all know what? Somebody's here today that hasn't been here in a while, and y'all haven't heard that voice in so long, so long. And, uh, you know, I'm always happy when when they show up. (laughs) 
air. And it's the logical one. It's the one that keeps me alive. The one, the only, T. Ross. Let me bring T into this line. Hey, T, what's going on? How you doing out there today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm here. Actually, yeah, right I know, here. right? Yeah, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's more than a good thing. That's an outstanding thing. Outstanding. Well, I'm glad you made it. I really am. You know what? It's crazy because uh, I'm trying to log into the show, and for some reason, it wouldn't let me log in for a while. And I'm like, okay, so I had to use a backup plan. That's what I was asking you to give me because I was sure. <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. But, anyway, we're going we gonna to get this done. You know, no no surrender today. No surrender. We're we going to get it done. And that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. So, what you think about the show we got planned for the people today? Think they're gonna be they're ready for it? Hey, if they're not ready, they will be by the time we start conversing about it. We got a lot of interesting topics, you know, controversies going on, you know, um, like right now, and they need to be they need to be be talked about. So sometimes things get pushed under a rug, put on the back burner. Overshadowed by other non-essential stuff, but but these things really need to be 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 talked about, you know, to show the un, un, the unfairness of of of, uh, uh, of how we play the game. Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it really is. It's nothing but a game. Wow, and I thought I was the only one who said that kind of stuff. But you're right. There's nothing but a game. When you look at it. But the question is, who's gonna fall? Who's gonna be victim to the game? Yeah, that exactly. is the question. Yeah, that is gonna be the question. You know? And it's uh, being played on us. But even within the administration itself, there's a game that's going on. Many people don't oh, realize yeah. it. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, we we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And of course, you know we we got to talk about what's going on with with this college scam, where the, those rich folk paid, yeah, where the rich folk yeah. paid, um, yeah, the rich folk paid, and uh, you know the the they black the money. black black mothers got put in jail for a long period of time for basically, you know, I ain't gonna say doing the same thing, but trying to look out for their children's best interest as far as education as, as well, yes. Yeah, because so, at, the, at the end of the day, that's what it came down to. They both were trying to, you know, look out for their best and the interests of their the best interests of their, of their, of their children as far as getting a decent education goes. Right. So we yeah. we gonna try and we we gonna get the, you know, and, and that's the craziest part. And people talking about well, um, you know, well, you know, it, it, it's not really got anything to do with that. But when you look at it, you're rich. You can buy your kids way through. And let's be honest, if nobody had really said anything about it, these kids, those kids would have went through, got a uh, degree and everything and been flaunting around getting good jobs. But these two mothers out there, they sent their kids to di- different districts, which were better than the ones they were going to as far as school, and they end up going to jail. You know, and right. the charges they were they they were charged with is just ridiculous. So yeah, you know, 
Yeah. Basically, so, basically theft. You know, basically theft. You know, they were stealing funds from you know from those school boards, which is crazy. Yeah, very crazy. So yeah, we we definitely have to talk about that. And then of course, you know, this this old thing of, hey, they got weapons of mass destruction. Hey, we need to go to war to stop them. We need a regime change. And uh, you know, and they yeah, Hey, if if it worked, it. Hey, it's a lot of work the first time. Let's try it again. <laughs> the only problem is I, I I do believe a lot of a lot of people are aware of what's going on. And, and you know what? If you really go back and look at history, uh, you know there's there's precedences are, that have already been set where the same the same strategy has been used. You know. Um, during the the start of the Vietnam War, you know, to get the American America into the Vietnam War, plus some other things. Uh, even Israel tried to use use uh, an attack on an American ship to try and get them into a war with Egypt with Israel. So you know, it, it, it's it, it's a plot that has been used over and over, but yet everybody keeps falling for it. But we ain't going to get too deep into that right now because there's one name that keeps popping up through all this stuff that we're going to bring to your attention. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, he's just a straight-up warmonger. He wants to go to war with everybody. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, the main thing, two years, two and a half years in, and we're going to be asking the question, what has Donald Trump's administration policies done for the black community two and a half years in? Now we know what the the, the hardline um, conversation is, narrative is, um, you know, jobs and economy. But let's go deeper into that and see exactly who who's getting the best of this. Uh, so those are some of the things we're gonna be talking about today, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. All right. But before we do, y'all know it's Monday. I know some of you dragging your head. You've had a long weekend. But Mr. Talk got you back today. All right. We're going to wake you up a little bit. We're going to take you back to when I was out there wearing them big collars and them, them stack shoes and the bell-bottom pants. Yeah, I used to wear all that. I sure did. And I had an afro, for those who want to know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, here's one of the best groups ever. Here's Parliament Funkadelic Baby and Flashlight. Enjoy. See y'all in about five and a half.
just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. 
just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin a whip. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip with it. Now lean back, put your hips in it. Let's have some fun. Uh. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of this time of shot. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with them. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down. Take a sip with it. Now lean back. Put your head. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Now cool down, have a good time. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Do the butterfly, have a good time. Round, round, round around you go. It's time to show out right now and take to the floor. Gonna do the two step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart. Riding with me, 
and uh, we got another outstanding show for you. Once again, let me tell you how you be a part of the show. Give us a call at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All right. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And we do encourage you. We highly encourage you to uh, give us a call, you know, and join in the conversation because we got a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about today. And um, I hope you enjoy the show. All right. So, T, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. So, anyway, with that being said, you know, let's go on. Oh, you know what? I forgot. And, T, you brought this up uh, about a month or so ago about, you know, uh, these tariffs that the president is putting on China and how it's affecting uh, the farmers and and other individuals in America because of his tariffs, how they can't get their – they can't get the, the goods, some of the goods that they need to run their farms and stuff like that. And um, it's this one farmer that actually came out and, you know, he's actually said, yeah, he voted for um, President Trump and everything. He said, but now, you know, these terrorists are killing him. He's a farmer. And he, you know, he's like, I, I don't, you know, he's got to do something better than this. Of course, you know, I'm paraphrasing right now because I'm going to play the crook clip in a moment to um, let him tell you what his issues are uh, with these tariffs and stuff. But before we do, Pete, you know, you, you, you out and about a lot in, um, in T-Town, you know, at tractor supply places and like that. I know you talk to a lot of people. So tell me what, what is the actual thought process of a lot of these people going in here as as far as these tariffs and, and, you know, uh, being the, the ability to actually get their goods and what have you. Talk to they can't. They, they can't. That's just it. Some goods they are not able to to obtain, and so they had to look to alternative sources, and which caused the hike in price, so, which was passed on to, um, to the consumer. Um, and they really, didn't, they really didn't have a choice, and, it, you know, it, it, it's not just, you know, one particular uh, genre of business is saying it. Everybody is saying, even Walmart now is concerned, you know, because they're not able to even get the goods that, you know, all of the goods were which they were getting. You know, so it, it is an issue. It is an issue, especially when you, you base so many what used to be U.S. manufacturers made in America now in China. You know, with the proprietary rights, with you know, with with the the the, the standards and and the operating methods, you know, to operate in China, you know, as we did here, you know, they have all of that over there in order to create the goods that go into the stores, that go into Walmart, that go into places like Tractor Supply. They have all the raw materials. So what are you going to do? You either going to pay the tariff. To, to get them, you know, or you got to find another reliable source, which as the manufacturers are saying, you know, as the, you know, the different stores are saying, the retailers are saying that, you know, it, it, it's costing them more now. And, it, you know, for something that was supposed to just hurt China, it, it, you know, it, 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 it had a backlash, you know, not only 
just on um, the business owners, but on the consumers as well. Yeah. You know, and that's an important part that I don't think, you know, a lot of a lot of individuals or people actually realize, you know, they're, you know, uh, you listen to the administration and, yeah, we're getting all this money, what have you. And you're right. Walmart has come out recently and said, you know, some of their prices are going to have to go up now because of, of, of the tariffs that the president has supposedly placed on China and China retaliating by raising tariffs. But, you know, it, it all falls back on the consumer one way or another. Uh, and it's just crazy. Yeah. But nobody's worried about that because it's all politics and, you know, we just have to suck it up, be patriotic and and be good citizens and, you know, accept that it's being done for the good of the country. Well, I don't know about all about the good of the country more than good for for somebody else who got a lot of money. But I know our farmers are are really, really hurting and it's just uh, uh, horrible. And they're talking about even the money that they're setting aside. You know, it was interesting because, yes, the administration gave them some money. I think God said $20,000. And, of course, last week they were supposed to be giving them some more money. And the guy said, yeah, I took the money because I needed it. You know, and he gave a detail, basically a detail what he did with the money. Money. I think he said 14000 went to repair a tractor, uh, get a transmission in a tractor, tractor. Uh, two the four thousand I think he said went to a non-profit charity and some other things. So he said not like I went and bought a boat or anything with the money. You know, he said because I need it. But enough of me trying to explain what this guy said. Let me go ahead and play this clip so you can hear it out of his mouth as well as far as what he did and how he feels about it right now. Well, we're in a free fall out here in agriculture. Um, We've seen 30% decrease in prices of soybeans, and, and this isn't all about soybeans. You know, the markets work in three different ways. It's like a, a three-legged stool. There's the technicals with stochastics and, and this and that, and there's also the fundamentals, which is supply and demand. But the third leg is market confidence. And if the technicals are X and the, and the uh, fundamentals are Y, then market confidence says that the market should move or stay static in a certain predictable behavior. And with the geopolitical uh, turmoil that the president has thrown into the mix over the last year, uh, the markets just don't have anywhere to go, so they're just sitting and hiding. And uh, we've seen a little bit of bump up in the last couple of days, but other than that, we're, 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 we're in shape out here and we're hurting. In a free-for-all. Um, let me play you, with that in mind, Something that the president said this week that really stuck out to me and I wanted to ask you about. Listen to this, please. We love our farmers. We take care of our farmers. Our farmers have been incredible. No country can get in the way of our farmers. Our farmers are great patriots, and they've done a fantastic job. So our farmers are going to be very well taken care of. The government paid out $12 billion to, in, in assistance to help farmers last year. At that point, you called that a bridge too far when we talked. Now he's planning, they're trying to plan another round, something like $15 billion. What do you say to that, Christopher? Well, the same thing I did before. And, and I, need, I need to put a, 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 a clarifier on this. I ended up taking the money. So this, I, I had to take it. It was $20,000 to me. 14,000 of it went to repair a tractor transmission, 2,000 of it went to a nonprofit or two, and the rest of it back for taxes. So I didn't take it and buy a boat with it. But 
what I said at that time works today as well, is that it was an indication that the president's policy wasn't working, or it certainly wasn't working fast enough. And now the president comes back and wants to put an additional amount of money in our pocket. And we have to understand where that money is coming from. Up until yesterday, up until yesterday, the president has been very clear that all of these tariff dollars that he wants to transfer to farmers have been coming from China and from Mexico and Canada and so forth, but primarily from China. That's just not true. It's just not true. Those monies, those tariff dollars come directly from American importers, from American companies that hire American workers, mm -hmm. that pay American taxes. And when those dollars, when, when you buy goods from China to send out to U.S. consumers, those companies pay that and then they turn around and push that out to consumers to pay. So the president might push out more money to farmers, but let's be clear of where it's coming from and let's let the taxpayer know that it's not coming from China and they need to know it. And it's appreciated by farmers for sure. But we would rather have trade. We'd rather have our markets back. Well, that, well, that's, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, we talked last time. You voted for President Trump. You liked his, I remember you saying, you liked his can-do, get-it-done attitude. So now, in this moment, when you say you're in a free fall, what is your message to him? Well, my message is, is that certainly I, I did, and I'll say it again. I, I voted for the president just, just because of that. But I was on the Trump train. I was off the Trump train, back and forth. I finally got off at Helsinki because I, 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 Helsinki was a mess to me. I couldn't stand the waffling and, and, and all of that with, with, with Putin. So I'm off the Trump train. Um, where I'm going for now is I got to protect my business. You know, a minute ago, the, the president, you played a clip that he said that we were patriots. Well, I'll tell you what, to me, that's just a design to make me continue to be quiet. And I'm not going to be quiet. You know what, Christopher, Being that is actually is something. I got to protect is... my family. I, I got to ask you, that is so interesting that, that you heard that and you brought that up, because that is something I have also heard, if we want to call these in chapters, something new about this chapter, is I have heard the president and others, other Republicans talk about this in terms of sacrifice and patriotism. There's a senator from Arkansas, Tom Cotton, who spoke to this directly this week. Okay, listen to this, please, because I do want to get your reaction. I think this is important. When I'm home in Arkansas, I hear from farmers who are worried about opening up new markets and getting their products to market, but they also understand that China is a serious competitor of the United States and wants to displace us around the world. And they look at the sacrifices that, that soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines make around the world, and they're willing to bear some of those sacrifices in the short term to hopefully in the long term ensure our long-term prosperity and security. You speaking out against a trade war, is that unpatriotic, Christopher? No, it's certainly not unpatriotic at all. And I'm not going to have my, you know, certainly not going to have my patriotism uh, question. I'm not sure why, 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 we're, why the president's even bringing this up. Listen, for me to be a patriot, the best thing I can do is to take care of my family, to take care of my farm, and make sure that I stay viable. Because farmers buy things. They buy things that are manufactured. And by the mm -hmm. way, you know what we buy? We buy things made out of steel. We buy things made out of aluminum. So that's our duty and why the, the farming community has to take one in the shorts just so that the president can have a talking point and be tough on China. Um, just 
just is a little bit beyond me. Yeah. All right, and that 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 was the um, that was the clip of the farmer, and the man said, "Yeah, I voted for Trump." Uh, yeah, of course he went on to say that he got off the Trump train as well. There was another clip I wanted to play with a black farmer, basically saying the same thing. So, and I played those that clip just to let you know that it's nothing that's being made up. You know, these farmers are actually hurting. They're hurting right now because of this this so-called trade war with China. And, and really, really, you know, why, why? You know, it, it's it's amazing how. Uh, Mr. Smith always has a problem with somebody else. You know, they're doing this. Now, I know all you out there who say, yeah, he's just making America great again. But really, is he? Is he really making America great? Or is he just running America uh, into the ground slowly but surely at the expense of getting his own pockets full? I'm just saying. But then again, I may be wrong. I'm not not the knower of everything. But that's the way I'm looking at it. You know, I know, and, and, and the other thing is, yeah, you putting all these tariffs on China, but let's be real, China owns a lot of property in the United States. <laughs> you know, and they own a whole lot of the, uh, the United States um, uh, uh, debt as well. So, you know, so who are you really, really hurting? Who is really getting hurt here? Sounds like the American citizen is going to be hurting more or less because you got to pay more. You have to pay more. You know, for tariffs, so-called tariffs that what they say uh, uh, is coming to the, the Treasury and the United States and China is paying it, well, we know that is not the case. It's not the case. And actually, the president had to step back on saying that and had to change his, his tone on and tell the truth about actually where these this money is going. Now, there's some economic experts out there that actually saying right now China is not paying anything. Contrary, contrary to what we're being told. So once again, uh, um, I guess the question is, is, is the war being pulled over our eyes? Or are we just imagining uh, um, these folk are making up these things? Or are they what they call fake news again? You know, it's good to, to have that, that word hanging around, right? Fake news. Because anything that's not flattering uh, or this administration is called fake news. But as you can hear alone, that these tariffs are really hurting citizens of the United States, you know, farmers. And where do all our, where do we get a lot of stuff, our vegetables from? Farmers. Now, in this case, they're talking about soybeans and things of that nature. So, yeah. So next time, you know, you hear somebody say, well, you know, it's for the good of the country. You know, you ask them, really? Is it really the good of the country? Or is it really, 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 really just for the good of uh, one or two individuals? You know, as I always say, sometimes you got to dig a little deep and find out what's really going on. You know, you you listen to to all the talking heads and they say, oh, yeah, it's going great, da, da, da. But listen to the people that's actually being affected. And I'm sure for those that go to uh, uh, Wally World, as we call it back in, we used to call it back in the day. You know, you go, you, you may start to see, it, especially when it comes down to stuff like fruit and and clothing and things of that nature, because that's that's what's going to go up. You know, if you run a business and you deal with aluminum, 
uh, steel and things of that nature, you're probably going to see that as well. Of course, we know uh, during the campaign, he was like, yeah, we're going to build, use American steel or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening too well either. But it's good to say it, it, it got him elected, right? It got him elected. I guess that's all that matters. That's all that matters. They got him elected. You know, it's one thing to be, and we we let's be honest. We know how these cats are. They they say anything to get elected. Then once they get there, they realize you know saying one thing and actually falling through with it is two totally different things. Now some of y'all going. I know he. I can hear some of y'all going. Yeah, the Democrats would just let him. No, it's not even all about the Democrats. It's not. It's just the way the system is. It's what the way the system is. You know, honestly, I really don't believe most of them have the intention of doing what they say, everything they say. No, they are just talking points. They're just talking points to get the get the um, um, to get the, the the voter on their side. We've seen it before. Every politician does it. That's running for office. We talk about it a lot here on the show. And we're going to talk about a couple other promises that were made and uh, that we, you know, still is in the, up in the air as far as results. But uh, before we move on, Pete, you got anything you want to add? No, not really. Not really? She said no, no not really. Okay. Because, I mean, he, he, it, 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 it's self-explanatory. You know, we really see that. As I said before, you know, it was supposedly designed to hurt these other countries to get them to comply with whatever, you know, Mr. Smith was trying to get them to do, but there's been a backlash more than anything. Yeah! That is is so true. That's so true. All right. With that being done, all right, if y'all want to know anything any more about tariffs, um, T put some information in the chat room for you to check out, okay? So that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Check it out. It's there. You know, give you a better understanding how this tariff stuff works. All right. Um, let's see. Where else are we going here? I'm, I'm trying to get a, get a flow here going. Hey, you know... Let's talk since we own Mr. Smith and, and making promises and, and coming up with things that ain't that's not true. Oh, looks like we may be going to war again, y'all, and we may be back over in Southeast Asia. And guess who we be going to war with? We be going to war with Iran this time. Iran. We we went through with Iraq. We ain't now still in Afghanistan. Now we going after Iran. This is an interesting though, and and you know what's so funny, and I, I'm saying funny in a sarcastic way, because really it's not funny. The the, the narrative and the, that's being used right now is the same narrative that was used to go to a war with Iraq, the same one that they used to go with uh, into Afghanistan, the same one that was used to, to get into the Vietnam War, and. It's amazing, and me and Pete was talking about this. It's amazing how the same uh, narrative or, or scheme is used over and over again, and yet we continue to fall for it. You know, and we already we we've spoken on the show a whole lot about 
Mr. Smith, how Mr. Smith, in order to win support, will create instances, a lot of people call them false flags, I would say create instances or uh, uh, incidents, I'm going to leave my incidents, incidents, you know, to, to help bolster or, or get approval from not only the American citizens, but the congressmen and allies alike. Well, in this instance, a whole lot of craziness is going on, and uh, and it's amazing. It seems like every time something happens lately, it's Iran's fault. You know, if it's not Iran, it's China. If it's not China, it's Russia. You know, even take a look at what's going on in Venezuela. You know, there's there's one individual who names. No matter what you go through, their name continues to come up. And it has come up throughout the years, not just now in this instance, throughout the years. And the name is John Bolton. John, John, J-O-H-N-B-O-L-T-O-N. Yes. Yeah. And he's, y'all don't know who he is. He's the National Secretary Advisor to the President. Just happened to be third one. But, uh, yeah. Now, Mr. Bolton has a long, long history of wanting to go to war with individuals. I mean, a long history. Okay. A lot of, a lot of um, people actually say he's one of the uh, architects for the war plans for wanting to go to war with Iraq. But Mr. Mr. Bolton has been alone. He has been in, in the mix a whole lot. The funny thing, and here's an interesting thing about Bolton and a lot of these individuals that, that likes to send everybody to war in order to get out of going to Vietnam, he volunteered to join the National Guard under the, 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 the guise of he felt that the Vietnam War was a lost cause. Yeah, but ever since then, he has decided that he wants to said, you know, let's go to war. He even wanted to go to war with Cuba. They had nuclear weapons and so forth and so on. He wanted to go to war with Cuba. Remember the, the incident about Iraq and about the weapons of mass destruction? Yeah, he, that, that was the same line that was being used then also. Same line that's being used now for Iran. But, you know, let's let's really, really take a look at this thing. You know, what has Iran really done? You know, now there's intelligence that said that, uh, oh, yeah, there's possible threats that Iran may attack American interests across the world. Yeah, uh-huh. We've heard about this great American you know, intelligence that has some kind of way always been uh, blown out of proportion or created out of nowhere. And just coincidentally, you know, you have a couple of Saudi Arabian ships attacked, in, uh, you know, over the weekend. It was four ships, two of them were in Saudi Arabia. You have a quote-unquote drone attacking an oil pipeline. And, of course, what's the a narrative on it? Iran is behind it. Iran is behind it. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Do we not understand that we have operatives across the world that are able to do certain things? Not to mention that, uh, you know, we, we, we've done some things ourselves. But the, the word is regime. The regime must fall. The regime must fall. President Trump came out this weekend, uh, yesterday, last night, and said if uh, Iran wants to go to war, it would be the end of Iran. Never threaten the United States again. Nobody's threatening the United States. People could care less about the United States right about now. It seems like the United States are threatening everyone else. But why? 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 Isn't, isn't that the, the ultimate question? Why? We having all these hearings here in this country about, quote, unquote, another country interfering in our presidential elections, but we're trying to take over whole countries. Not trying to. We have taken over whole countries. Make speeches threatening other folk, other countries. But they're the bad guys, right? They're the bad guys because whoever's in charge is not doing what we feel they should be doing. Are you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Are, are you going to continue to fall that, fall for that nonsense? <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, P, you want to say anything before I play this clip? Or, go ahead. Or you, okay. All right. It's not that long. Here you go. National Security Advisor John Bolton warned Iran Tuesday, saying, quote, we will come after you if the Rouhani regime crosses the United States. CBS News Washington correspondent Errol Barnett is at the U.N. with the latest. Right now, the United States and Iran are at an impasse over the Iran nuclear deal, and nowhere is that more apparent than right here at the U.N. General Assembly. Iran's President Hassan Rouhani says he is willing to restart dialogue with the Trump administration, but only when the rhetoric cools down. Still, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and National Security Advisor John Bolton made it clear on Tuesday they won't hold back from being direct and firm with the country. The Iranian regime's track record over the past 40 years has revealed it as among the worst violators of the U.N. Charter and U.N. Security Council resolutions, perhaps indeed the worst violator. It is truly an outlaw regime. If you cross us, our allies, or our partners, if you harm our citizens, if you continue to lie, cheat, and deceive, yes, there will indeed be hell to pay. Now, President Trump announced an end to the Obama-era nuclear deal, and as of November 4th, sanctions snapped back into place for any entity doing business with Iran. But the country now has less of an incentive to find a fix. And that's because late on Monday, Iran's foreign minister announced a deal with China, Russia, the UK, Germany and France to continue doing business beyond that November 4th deadline. Now, Wednesday, President Trump chairs a meeting of the UN Security Council. He will focus on Iran's nuclear threat as well as other issues. That will likely add pressure. And while there are no plans to have Mr. Trump and Rouhani meet here at the UN General Assembly, the president said he is open to it, quote, once they change their tune. Tanya? Errol Barnett. All right. So once they change their tune, isn't that amazing? Once they change their tune. You know, what, I mean, let's be honest. What, what are they supposed to do? 
bow down and kowtow, say, okay, 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 we good, we good. Heck no. Heck no. No. Heck no. But yet, but yet, the regime is not doing what they want to. Not to mention that uh, you, you and Mr. Smith helped put a lot of them folk in power. Isn't that, that wonderful? You help some put someone in power, then all of a sudden they don't do what you want to do, then you got to go. We, we don't want you no more. We need more puppets because you're not doing it, because you're not running your country like we want you to. And then you have words like terrorist organizations, what have you. But I, I, I ask the question again, who's the biggest terrorist organization? <laughs> I mean, really? You worried about everybody that has nuclear weapons, but who's the only one that has ever used a nuclear weapon? Or atomic weapon, however you want to call it. You know, some of the things you have to ask yourself, like, hmm, say what? Say who? And then you put the mother two in it, China and Russia, and then you man, you got the trifecta right there. You you have the trifecta. Let's go and attack everybody. Now, I must admit, there are reports that come out that have said that uh, there's actually some discourse in the White House about, uh, you know, whether, you know, it's the right time to go to war with Iran. And honestly, you know, the president, he ain't really feeling that right now. Of course, he made a promise when he took office that he was going to get everybody out of Afghanistan and Iraq. So how are you going to do that and then start another war with a a whole different country? So, you know, that's the conundrum that he seems to be in right now. But at the same time, you have individuals like John Bolton. Now, I, I know some of y'all are like, who the heck is John Bolton? Man, Bolton was, man, listen to this. Bolton, he was a part of the Reagan administration, both Bush administrations. All right. Um, he was a part of Barry Goldwater's campaign as a student organizer. Yeah, you know, um, and here's something I didn't even know. Y'all remember the the, the debacle in Florida when Bush um, Jr. got elected over Gore? Yeah, who they, guess who they sent down there to be the overseer of the recount of the votes? John Bolton. You know, um, it, it, it's just crazy. And actually, when he was um, supposed to, he was actually going to be uh, nominated for office in the Bush administration, however, the Senate did not, I repeat, the Senate did not confirm him because they didn't like his 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 discourse and, and the way he would handle things. So he never was, quote unquote, officially a part of the, uh, you know, administration. However, however, you know, they can find a way to get around it. And that's how, where, how he's, um, he, he's where he is now. But this guy has always, always called about going to war with someone. Him and Pompeo, both of them. You know, and, you know, how much is enough? You know, war, how much war is enough? How many, how many you know, they're not sending in their kids over there, are they? No, they're not. But they can stand up there and threaten everybody in the world. But they're not gonna take one. They're not gonna pick up one weapon and go themselves. 
Kind of interesting. But I see somebody who wants to comment on something. Pete, you got anything to say before I let this call in? You know, because we, we rolling right now. Hello? Okay. Let me bring him in. Ew. All right, Triple One. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what you got for me? Mm, take a wild, wild yes. <laughs> What's going on, Joe? Hey, what's up, Eric? Oh, not is my much phone it. acting up again? No, not oh, really. Okay, because uh, all of a sudden you skipped. All right, so it's good to have you back. And P's quiet. That's okay, P. <laughs> well, well, she's, well she's, she's typing stuff in the chat room for me. But go oh, ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, about 90% of what she was saying is um, is absolutely correct. Uh, we are still um, – uh, Trump did um, – I don't know if he talked, if he walked it back. He never, I, he never really said he wanted a war with Iran. They asked, the reporters asked him recently. He said, "I hope not." But Bolton right. and Pompeo, they are the neocons, neocons. Bolton, if if memory serves me right, it's either Bolton or a guy named Holden. I may be incorrect about either one of them, but one of them had written a book, and in that book, they um. They advocated for the population of the world. So if it was Bolton, then, you know, we've got a dangerous, more than just a dangerous neocon in there. We've got somebody who's, who's, who, who really wants the whole world to be nothing more than about 500, well, 500,000 people, something like that. But you're right. When is enough war enough war? You know? This is yeah. this is this is too much for me. This is really too much. Venezuela. Oh, by the way, a lot of the media had attributed the Venezuela to to Trump, um, a motivation of going into Venezuela. That was not him. That was Bolton, and that might have been Pompeo too. Yeah. Both. Uh, 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 Trump said he never said he was going to put 120,000 uh, feet on the ground. He denied that. Right. Too. So, and as far as I'm concerned, it's the media again working against him. But still, he's still not the perfect president. And you know, um, he, he, I want all the troops home. I want all the immigrants back to their homes. Um, I want the Federal Reserve eliminated. I want um, um, a non-corrupt judicial system. But all I'm asking for are pipe dreams. None of this stuff is ever going to happen. <laughs> you're right about that. None. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Can you imagine, Eric, what kind of um, an America we could have if we weren't at war? Yeah. You know, if, yeah, if we weren't at war with anybody, if. We um we we allowed Americans to have first bite of the apple instead of having a hundred thousand immigrants rushing the border every month now, and mm. if the Federal Reserve was gone, we wouldn't have one penny, not one penny's worth of debt. Instead of twenty-one trillion dollars, we would not even have one penny. And if we had a non-corrupt judicial system, then people would have faith in the cops, the judicial system, the lawyers. But I, I'm, I always feel like I'm on Bizarro World. 
<laughs> what you call it, Bizarro World? <laughs> yeah, like in the Superman comics, remember? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> Up yeah, but, down, but, left is right. Yeah, but, uh. but you know what? You, you, this Bolton guy, man, he, he he's the dangerous one. Him, is. Pompeo is just a dangerous but he's the dangerous one. I mean, if you go back and, and research, I mean, all the way, shoot, man. From back in the seventies, this guy has been talking about war, 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 war. Yeah, you know, and you know it's, it's not necessary. I mean, uh, you know, you want to go in, you want to go in and and, and take over. Regi- they use the word regime. I'm gonna say governments and things just because you don't like what they do or they said no to you about something. Let's be let's be realistic. Who walked away from his nuclear deal? It wasn't them. It was the United States. So what you think they're gonna do? Oh, I walk away, but you still got to follow the rules? Are you kidding me? Really? I wouldn't. Would you? Well, I don't know. From what I understand, the Iran nuclear deal wasn't exactly a good one because Iran had um, provisions where the site that the UAE would have liked to have inspected for nuclear um, arms and for nuclear processing. The Iranians had the choice to not allow them. So, until I know all the specifics about the Iran deal, um, I don't know if walking away is a bad thing or not. Well, you, you know, you know what the interesting thing about that, Joe? Uh-huh. Um, there, there was a a um, a deal where uh, America was supposed to um, let some inspectors come look at theirs as well, and the United States told them no. They couldn't. But see, didn't we didn't that. hear about that. Yeah, exactly. No, I didn't know that. No. Exactly. See? So, now, of course, we didn't hear that part of it. We just hear the other part. So, I, you know, what's good uh, for the goose is good for the gander, right? You you want yeah. to look at yourself? Well, yeah. You know, no, but I agree with that. Here, I just it, didn't know that yeah. uh, any of the nuclear sites that we had in America were open for U.N. inspection. Yeah, well, that was supposed to be part of uh, some deal that was supposed to be made, and, and they were told them no, you're not doing it. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and as we always say, that's part of the hypocrisy that we have to deal with. Yeah, well, that's true. The United <laughs> States government, I mean, people don't believe me when I tell them how corrupt the United States government is and that. They just want to sell you down the river. They want to kill you. They want to entrap you. They want to imprison you. They want to do it, but people don't believe it. They don't want to believe it, you know. But, okay. Eventually the time will come. Yeah, the time will come. Come on, P. I know you got something to say. Talk to me. Well, you know, like you said, again, you know, as it was in, um, I think it was 2015, um, when uh, it was first said, you know, weapons of destruction, none were found. However, you know, it, it just seems to be this ongoing thing that if there is something in that country that we, that Mr. Smith wants to do, and he can't get it done, then hey, let's go initiate a war, you know. I mean, they have this 
regime, you know, this unjust regime that's mistreating their people. But my question is, you know, these people have been living under these so-called regimes all this time. Why is it so imperative right now, you know, right now that we go and, I guess, for lack of a better word, upset their whole economy? You know, yeah, that was in, 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 in 2015, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia when Prince Mahad bin Salman, you know, he, he intervened in Yemen. You know, so so he, you know, he assumed that, you know, that they were strong enough to, to crush the Iran-backed, you know, faction that was there. And I think they were called the 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 Houthis, the whoever they were. But it it didn't happen the way, or it didn't happen, it didn't turn out the way that he thought it was going to turn out because then Saudi Arabia... Um, and, and, and instead of um, um, them gaining influence in Yemen, it was Iran who gained the influence in Yemen, you know. So then the United Nations called them, you know, that it was the world's worst humanitarian crisis. But yet and still, Mr. Smith, you know, still goes in. You know, and and gives them the intelligence and the and the weaponry to keep the war going. And and these are not, you know, these these are not just statements. These these are facts. These are facts, which is which is what is is happening. So instead of getting out, you're getting deeper in. If you remember uh-huh. during the um, during the Bush administration, when uh, when the Crystal and um, some some of the other neocons. They um, they wanted war with with Iran. And I'm, mm-hmm. hearing, I'm hearing feedback. Is that from me? I don't know. Uh, I think this talk mic is, is is open, so you're probably gonna get that. I don't oh, know. All right. Well, back then, um, Bush wanted to either invade Iran or have some real some kind of confrontation with him. Something like thirty retired generals, admirals, and colonels <laughs> came out, signed a statement, and made it very, very clear: No, do not go to war with Iran. I'm thinking Iran already has a stockpile of nuclear weapons that um, people aren't aware of, and the media isn't really describing. Because why would why would we have this admonition from retired generals, admirals, etc., and from other people in Congress today to know, leave Iran alone? Now, the only yeah, reason, exactly. Yeah, the exactly. only reason they would say that is because the <laughs> the military, which loves war, the military would fear um, abject defeat. You know. You know. And, and and still and still knowing that and that was the Bush administration. But remember, you know, and 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 maybe they just hit here on this, but this is just the just the truth that even um, Obama backed the Saudis in Yemen. You know, mm. so so I mean, he he gave them, you know, there gave them his support as as, as well. Mm. So you know, 
when we're when we're looking, you know, looking at what has been done, then, and this is against, like you said, what those generals and what they have said. Why is it so pertinent? Why is Iran so pertinent that you you so succinctly want to start a war with them, but you know, you really don't. <laughs> you know, it's no. like okay, we need you know we need to go to war with them, but you know. We really don't want to, but if it's what we have to do, then hey, this is what we're gonna do because we need to. What is what is the uh, what is the overall objective? Is I guess is what I'm trying to to, to figure out of of of, of yeah. going to war with Iran. What does Iran have that you know Mr. Smith wants or wants to get his hands on? You know, so we 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 need to to to, to you know get to the bottom of this and see what. What is the motivating factor behind all of this? Well, it's always money, and it used to be oil, but we have plenty of oil. Oh, yeah. Well, huh? yeah. It's always well, yeah, money. It's always, it's always a geopolitical position. It's always trade routes. It's never about democracy, and it's never about bringing freedom to people. That's bull. No, it's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not uh, about making the land better, especially, you know, if the reports are true about, you know, the the, the starving of, of, of people, you know, and, and the, the disarray of, of the city now. You know, because when you bomb a city, you, you're tearing down the infrastructure. Who's going to go in and, and and repair that? I mean, even the countries where we've been in war, and the U.S. promised that, hey, we're gonna we're gonna you know send this many millions of billions of dollars over there to repair the infrastructure, and 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 that doesn't happen. Well, you know what happened? There's a book about that. It's um, you probably know it. Um, so does Eric. It's um, The Economic Hitman by John Perkins. Mm-hmm. It talks all about that, about how they actually um, try to overthrow governments and then how they actually try to um, get, a, get a government under the United States government's will by offering loans to help the dictator or whoever the, whoever the person is in charge of the, uh, the country to help them with their um, restructuring. But the loans... You have strings attached. The loans have high interest rates. And one of the strings attached is that if you accept the money, we'd like to have our engineers come over to your country and build the infrastructure for you. And if the dictator says yes, he finds himself in a whole bunch of debt. And then he owes, you know, and then the government, come, our government comes in and says, well, look, you can't really pay us as much as you should. But if you let us know about the inside dope on this particular governmental move, the enemy's position over there, uh, we might forgive some of the debt. Now, if the dictator goes along with it, then I'm sure the government, you know, like every good extortionist, keeps pressing them for more and more. But if the dictator doesn't go along with it, then... Like in the book, and this guy was a former CIA whistleblower, and he says if the dictator doesn't go wrong, that's when America uh, throws in the CIA, and the CIA assassinates the dictator, like Muhammad, like uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, and and you know it's it's a word that you use for everything, you know, and you use the example right now. You know, went over there, bombed everything. They still got, <laughs> oh, 
thing you got is a, a company going over there making money, but nothing's really being done. But let's bring P. Yankee in because he will talk a little bit about um, the farmers, as we was talking about um, a little while ago. Okay. Uh, so let me bring him in. All right, P.A. Hello, Eric. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. How are you? I, I sent you. you sent I sent you. Uh, I sent you I a am. whole lot of stuff. Yeah. I, 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 a lot I, of stuff. I, yeah. So I, you can I, take I your time. I found it interesting. Well, you can you take it. What about you, about on farmers? Yeah, the farmers. I sent you about the oil companies, how they ecstatic with. Uh, well, read the one. Look at the one called Shell Oil, S H A L E. How they ecstatic with the? I try basically save the industry, its policies, and you know, presidents in the past have done some good things too. And uh, the thing that impressed me. Is all those new startup companies, and I highlighted the ones that specifically said that they were starting up because of tax reform and tariffs. I highlighted the new aluminum plants that's starting up. That's going to be that's going to replace these source supply offshore. Kentucky has got like two. Missouri's got one. One other one, some other place. You got automobile, you got uh, automobile parts places, this, uh, companies, manufacturers that's starting up. So what you're seeing is that American companies, and I hope blacks get involved in this too, especially those on the Black Enterprise Top 100. They are they able to get their business up and going because. They don't have to worry about cheap prices coming from countries. And how you doing, Joe? They're coming from countries where we com- where you have complained about sweatshops. You have complained about child labor. We have complained about artificially devaluation of the currency. And all those things like that. And you know, on Iran... United States have allies there in the Mideast. You got Egypt. You got Ethiopia. You got Saudi Arabia. And you know Iran has been keyed off at Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia and Qatar, those countries are modernizing. They are allowing certain things to change, like the women are able to drive. You know, something as simple as that. And the hardliners and oligarchs in Iran, don't I guess they don't like that because they basically operate under Sharia law. But one thing for sure, you can't let Iran have its way in Yemen where it installed missiles in Yemen being that close to Saudi Arabia, which is an American ally, and also to Egypt. Now, if we don't assure their protection, then those countries themselves, like we've seen Pakistan do, not Pakistan, India, like we've seen India do, India develop its own nuclear weapons, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joe, we just had an incident between Pakistan and India in the downing of pilots, which could have escalated beyond that point. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to see that. And I think it's a good thing. And another thing, the United States has to remain strong and powerful. Because, you know, I myself, my family, Joe, I think your family, everybody else's family has invested interest in the United States. People that's retired, who's receiving pensions from an assortment of areas, depend on that for their livelihood. You got graduating college, American college students who are going out into the industrial world, and they want to make sure that they have jobs in these demanding fields. So it's going to work out very fine, and I like it, especially in my industry, which is the steel industry, which is doing. Matter of fact, I listed three companies there. Nucor has invested billions of dollars to expand its steel operation, and there's a video clip there where the president of Nucor lays claim it was because of tariffs and tax reform. Yeah, that all sounds good, Pianchi. It's interesting that we're talking about this day because the sub just came across my my line says Canada Mexico lift tariffs on U.S. goods after Trump scrapped steel aluminum levies. So, so oh, he, you know that's this, a good thing you brought up. You know what else happened with Canada too? Canada has you know Trump this administration put a tariff on Canadian wood products because their wood products were being subsidized to the point where you have wood manufacturers in states like Georgia, especially with soft woods like plywood. They couldn't compete. But now those mills are starting back up. And also I gave you some clips where, and Joe, you won't believe this, mm-hmm. but textiles, textiles on the southeast like North Carolina, South Carolina, those industries are making a comeback because of technology, whereas they're able to increase their efficiency. In some cases, their efficiency is higher, like in 95 percentile, greater than Taiwan and the other Asian countries where they have had dominance for quite some time. And, of course, with the terrorists. Well, you know, and, you know this country... Yeah, and this country, through the 1789 Tariff Act, the 1789 Tariff Act permits the United States to collect and pose tariffs on incoming goods. And, you know, here's another thing, too, Eric, that you don't want to – people don't know. China has farms here in the U.S. They have bought a lot of farms. They're doing hog farming and food processing. And guess what? You're right. And it's guess what? More than that. But but what? this is but guess what? When they and you know they doing it because they sending the food back to China. As a matter of fact, they send live hogs back to China to be processed and they were coming back here and ended up in your shell. But when their products, when they live hogs and when their farm stuff hits China the Chinese government is not imposing tariffs 
on those products owned by Chinese um, who own American farms that's producing goods and products and sending them to China. They're not being imposed with no tariffs. Now, if that ain't so, and you know the funny thing about it, we had a state senator that told these Chinese farms that's operating here in America, he said, we understand that you've been receiving subsidies that's designed for American farmers in order where they can compete with goods coming from China. You're a Chinese company. You don't get no money. I have to take my head off to him. You know, probably the response was, well, well, you've got Apple over in China, and um, same thing that happens to the Chinese farmers here happens to the Apple uh, manufacturers over there. It could might be the response because I didn't even know China had farms here. Um, and, oh man, you see that Apple, that latest Apple iPhone? What is it selling for? Two thousand dollars or something like that? Well, I know it was a thousand. If it reached two thousand, I don't see why. Who the hell is gonna be buying that, man? You know, there's, there'll be a few well, buying that. Well, there's always a market for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like that's like LeBron James uh, with his pizza franchise here in the in the St. Louis area. He put his pizza franchise buildings all out in the suburbs, you know, in the upper and upper middle class. He didn't put none down in the hood. It's called Blaze Pizza, by the way. But you do things. In order to get the best return for your dollar. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess. I guess. My thing is this. You know, I know you sent me them articles with all these companies, and you know, you the farmers. Some farmers still support him, what have you. But there are farmers out there that's hurting. I mean, they're speaking out about it, so. We'll see. I mean, oh, yeah, you're going to have some. You're going to have some. Yeah. You know something else, too, Eric? <clears throat> you know something else? We talk about farm subsidies. Uh-huh. United States Department of Agriculture issued farm subsidies. And, Joe, the attention has been on large farms. Mm-hmm. All right. We understand that. One of the reasons why come they subsidize farmers is because it's a national security issue. You don't want farmers to go out of business, then what you going to do? Same thing with General Motors, which is a defense contractor. Uh, They wouldn't allow Boeing to go out of business because they also produce what's needed for a national security. But guess what? If you go to the U.S. Department of Agriculture website, and there's an area there that lists farm subsidies, put in your state and it lists all the farms that receive subsidies from the USDA, even down, Joe, to the uh-huh. corner lot that you may identify in your city. Okay. Uh-huh. Absolutely. If that corner lot was ever used to grow like these urban gardens uh-huh. and they were selling at retail, if they qualify for an occurrence that allows them to benefit from USDA farm subsidies, check that oh, out. Oh, that cool. lot, the owner of it gets money. Now, you know what? That sounds all good. That sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful. But now, let's look at the other side of that. 
and with with the thing like the seeds like Mount Monsanto and things like that. You know, you have GMO seeds that Monsanto say you got to buy our seeds. You can't buy any other seeds or you know, if you don't use our seeds and we catch, you know, one happened to blow over there, we own that. That belongs to us now. So, you know, it's a catch-22, Pianchi. Let's be well, honest no, about Monsanto that. Lost, Monsanto lost them cases here recently. They lost you a lot of those cases. You don't have to buy seeds from Monsanto. You can buy well, seeds from yes, a whole bunch of people. Because, no, you yeah. don't. Well, you, I, Pianchi, go you know what? Internet, yeah. you can buy, there's a company that provides what they call survivor seeds. You know, you can uh-huh. get a can of them, have a variety of seeds. I mean, you don't have to buy seeds for Monsanto. Monsanto's not the only person, a company that makes seeds, Eric. Well, no, but I know what I was talking about because it's I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. But that that don't preclude people from buying seeds or, from elsewhere. Or, or, or <laughs> in this case where black farmers were buying seeds that were defective. So you yeah, know, you're right were, about that. And, and they, yeah, you know, and they couldn't grow anything because the seeds were defective. Then what? And they should, I mean, they should sue, and that company it should be paid, made to pay out the kazoo for that. Yeah, yeah should here, be. that's true. But see, here's the whole thing. When I read years ago, the Monsanto actually, they applied for a patent. I don't know if they got it on seeds. And as Eric just mentioned now, if their seeds were blown onto another farm. <laughs> then, then Monsanto could claim that the yield from that farm belonged to Monsanto, which was nuts. Yes. Now uh, I don't yeah, you're know. Right. I don't know what happened uh, since then. That was about four or five years ago. Under and it know. didn't have to be seeds; it could be bird droppings. Is that right? right? I didn't know that. Absolutely. Right. I mean, well, yeah. that that could exactly. that, that may be how the seed got there. That's how seeds. Uh, some seeds of certain products travel from Africa oh, to the United States. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that makes burns. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the yeah, thing is, so, I, why would you want to go through all that nonsense when it's common sense that wait a minute, your seeds are being blown onto my property, and now my property belongs to you? That seems to be too ludicrous to even yeah, the crop. They, they want to claim, <clears throat> and that comes from. Just like with chicken farms, like Tyson and the Pilgrims, American uh, chicken farms have a very difficult time surviving. Matter of fact, they wouldn't be able to compete with them. So what happens is they lease their farms out, the equipment and facilities out to uh, those two and probably one other, and they provide them with the chicks. The American farm will raise them, and then when time comes to harvest the bird, they get paid that way. So... uh, well, that's one way to survive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's another um, instance. Um, dang it. I just had it in my brain. It just went away. But anyway. Oh, yeah. The, the story I, I just uh, talked about a couple of weeks ago over in um, India. India. What, what was, was it? PepsiCo? Pepsi? Uh, PepsiCo. Mm-hmm. Somebody that owned Lay's. And the farmers over there were growing a certain type of potato, and um, they, you know they're in court now. I haven't found or seen anything, but anyway, they were suing the farmers, saying, "Well, you know, if you use our seeds and grow our our potatoes, then you know, yeah, we won't we won't sue you or what have you, because they were growing the same type of, I guess, the ones that were supposed to be used for Lay's potato chips, you know." And, and we talk about Pepsi 
Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, yeah, it's making it hard for farmers, period. You know, and I, I still say these, these tariffs are just, just as bad, really. Well, I know but we got somebody else. Well, I, I'm, glad that Eric, I'm glad that uh, Pianchi sent you all that material because that was the plan of Trump. He was supposed to suffer for a little while, but in the intermediate term, the, uh, the tariffs are supposed to help those particular industries. Now, I'm glad that um, these industries are admitting that the tariffs are good for them. Because well, you as, know, Joe, mm-hmm. this country yeah. was set up to make money by tariffs. I know. This when was you way before an income tax. That was what Jefferson Jefferson didn't want any taxes whatsoever except for tariffs. That's right, and that's how the country yep. made. And then the cost of the nation was divided amongst the states. If you had ten states and it was a hundred dollars, each state paid ten dollars. That's the way it was set up. Yeah. Okay. So let's bring this other call in and see what they have to add to the conversation. All right. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello, Mr. Talk. I heard hey, all babe. of this I heard all this praise. You know one long time ago I said those businessmen are friends. So all those jobs they got offshore are everywhere. They can bring them back here when they get ready. Look what they're doing, but there's a catch to this. Technology is gonna be doing this job, not human beings. You know, have you heard of the robots? It's just like the cotton fields. People used to go out and pick the cotton. They don't pick it anymore. So that's the same thing getting ready to happen. As look what India is doing. And look uh, look up to the best job that you can have and the most money you're going to be making. Not no uh, uh, things that we just heard of some the piece of paper Pianchi was giving you. Look and see where the big money is going to be coming from. Technology. Well, Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about technology, and that's what's going to take the job for the people. And if you're not involved in it, you're going to be left out. Look at me. I happen to agree with you, Maze. Um, I, I, I saw a video about a year or so ago where people didn't want to really believe about the um, the oncoming rush of technology and robots and how they're going to take um, a lot of humans' jobs. People think and those steel mills and everything is going to be ran by a machine. Now you can see where you can do. Uh, you you can use your cell phone to determine if you, if your child got a fever. Now you're going to be able to see a doctor with with just information so, yeah, and your phone. That. Yeah. And all this stuff. So who's been put out of business? Is it the machine or the person? Well, the machines are going to take over a lot of jobs that people think are not yeah. going to be taken already over. taking over jobs. Yeah. Yeah, That's you're right. Yeah. Actually, you can walk to into, um, yeah, I'm say you walk to any fast food joint, especially McDonald's. You know, they have these little kiosks now where you go yeah. there and punch in your order, whatever, and then they call you at the front desk. I remember I walked to the one and saw it. And they say, well, okay, you got to do is just punch it in. I said, you know what? That's okay. I'll go somewhere else. And I turned them mm-hmm. off out. You know, she looked at me real strange. I'm like, no, uh-uh. Well, I'm not even getting into that. So, so yeah. When they that's, that's a good you point, Maze. That's an excellent point. You can order your food online and have somebody bring it to you. So that's going to put some cashiers out of business that's working in the grocery store. Sure. Now they got where you can order your grocery have, and just have somebody deliver it to you. You ain't even got to leave the house no more. Really? No. Just think how many people are going to be put on this. And then you go to the cashier register. They got their own where you can do it yourself. You don't even have to go to the cashier register in some test stores. All they have to do is just read your credit card, and it's filled. Yeah. 
So you and me will be a thing of the past, I guess. <laughs> when they come back and you don't have nobody, to, they're going to break down. If you're one of the people that know how to fix them when they break down, you doing good. Mm-hmm. But all this other stuff is poppycock. All right. Uh, the DPN and be able to make money after that tax cut. That tax cut mm-hmm. that they got, is that the reason why they're saying they can do stuff now and get their stuff offshore and bring it back because of the tax cuts they got? Because the poor people didn't get no tax cut. They'll only last a little while. They'll last for permanent. Well, you know what, Maze, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I want to switch switch gears here. Um, I think we done beat that one as long as we could. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? But since you brought that up, the poor people didn't get um, uh, any tax cuts per se because, uh, you know, who knows what they got. But here's the question of the day. Two and a half years in of President Trump's administration, um, what has – Wait a minute. Before I go there, let me play this clip first, and it's going to ask the question, um, and then we go from there. All right? So let me play this clip. It's only like two and a half minutes, and um, it's going to ask the question I want to ask, basically. So here we go. It's a disgrace. Tonight, I'm asking for the vote of every single African-American citizen in this country who wants to see a better future. The inner cities of our country have been run by the Democratic Party for more than 50 years. Their policies have produced only poverty, joblessness, failing schools, and broken homes. It's time to hold Democratic politicians accountable for what they have done to these communities. At what point do we say enough? Their spirit will overcome. We have a lot to overcome. Look how much African-American communities have suffered under Democratic control. To those I say the following. What do you have to lose by trying something new like Trump. What do you have to lose? Especially the fact that our jobs are being taken away from. I say it again. What do you have to lose? Look, what do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? to be your victory. America must reject the bigotry of Hillary Clinton, who sees communities of color only as votes, not as human beings worthy of a better future. I haven't had those victories for a long time. A victory for the African-American community has given so much to this country. They fought and died in every war since the revolution. They've lifted up the conscience of our nation in the long march towards civil rights. They've sacrificed so much for the national good, yet nearly four in 10 African-American children still live in poverty, and 58%, as I said, of young African-Americans are not working. They cannot find a job. 
All right. That was uh, then candidate Trump at one of his rallies in Michigan. And he asked the question, what do you have to lose for voting to, with, for Donald Trump? Now, here's my question. Two and a half years in, what has any of his policies done to improve the black community? Now, we, we're going, I want to go a little deeper than the, the, rhetoric, the, 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 the normal things that we hear every time he stands up besides, oh, the job employment, I mean, the unemployment rate is down and more than it's been, blah, 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 uh, and whatever else he, he talks about, because basically that has been shown that it's still, that is kind of offset of the Obama administration. So besides that, and besides the middle class black community, in the black community, we're talking about the inner cities and lower lower class individuals. What has he, his has his policy improved the black community at all? What do y'all think? Do I go oh. first? <laughs> okay, go go Maze. Let Maze go first. We go ladies first. You know the um the thing where they was borrowing this money from those what you call them, payday lenders? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then they charging you a higher rate to pay you back? Now he well, got rid yes. of the payday lender thing when okay. it was when it was, when it was uh, Obama had fixed it. Well, they not Obama, but the Congress and somebody fixed it so they could get rid of the payday lender. He brought it back. So I don't know how he helped anybody. He's a four out of ten, but he was a bad landlord. So how is he going to speak about what he's going to do? Well, he can fool people like P. Uncle. He probably we did fall for that. And now people got two jobs to have a full time job. Mm. So that's okay. what he that's all, and then he, that's what and looking at all and listening to what his lawyer had to say. He fit the mold that he tried to put on the black community. That's what he fit. He fit the what? The mold of what he tried to put on the black community. The poverty and and in school and he won't even show his school transcript to see how smart he was. And then all these people paying paying this big money for their children to go to school and they haven't touched a test at all. Are you supposed to talk about the community? Really? I'm finished for right now. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Uh, Pianki? Oh, a lot of things happen. <laughs> a lot of things. You, let me tell you. One of the biggest listings of the most profitable business in the United States, Black-owned, shows up on Black Enterprise. Matter of fact, I just, I'm getting ready to send you a list of the poverty-stricken cities and see who run them. <laughs> but uh, those businesses on black enterprise have increased their revenue by at least 30% due to the fact of a decrease in corporate taxes from 35% down to 21%. Also, those black businesses that have took that tax uh, savings and applied it to the investment in new machinery, new equipment, whatever it may be. It may just be a a box of pencils. Mm-hmm. Those expenditures, which is associated with the operation of that business, are tax deductible. And under Trump, they can be what's called expense 100% in one year rather than carrying them out over uh, multiple years. So if you were to go out and buy a tractor, if you were to go out and buy a piece of machinery that cost $100,000, well, 
Well, you can write that $100,000 against your gross income the first year rather than carrying it out at least 10 years. That's a good thing. That allows them to save that money and be able to turn around the next year and expand their business operations or do it again, buy some more equipment. Another point that he's done. One thing that blacks, when polled and surveyed, Eric, and if you want me to send you that, I'll send that to you also. They have constantly said, like Trump made mention in the presentation that he done, that they are sick and tired of these schools that produce nothing tangible for their kids. And here's the thing. You have some black parents, a whole lot of them, that do the right thing about their children. But although that they are coming from a disadvantage because they're poor, they can't take their child and go subscribe to a tutor that's charged maybe $40 an hour. Okay? But one thing that the Trump administration have done, they have told the U.S. Department of Education to tell school districts that you have to let these people go if they want to, and the ADA, which is the average daily attendance as it applies to their revenue, that money follows the child wherever the parents want to put the child. Because who knows better for the better, who knows more so for the outcome of the child than the parent themselves. Now, those who don't want to engage in that type of option, they don't have to. But you have many of them that do, and in order to increase, in order to increase the uh, uh, participation of black kids in high-paying majors like STEM, I think it's going to require that. It's going to require letting those kids go because if you got a smart child that's sitting in the classroom where everybody else is coming from a home with dysfunction for whatever, for whatever the reason. That child is being held back, and he's being bored. You need to be able to go where he's challenged, and you can produce like you, like I've seen at St. Louis University uh, Saturday where you had African-American kids that's walking across the stage doing very well. So that's just two things. Maybe it was three. You could probably name a few uh-huh. others. <coughs> yeah. Opportunities. Opportunities. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yo, Joe, do you have anything you would like to add? Then I'm no. bring my coast in. No, no. Joseph, uh-huh. I'm saying not that conversation. <laughs> All right, P, what you got? Yeah, I, I ain't got nothing to add to that. Can I add some more? I can't. <laughs> Can I add some more, Mr. Sauce? You know, uh, you know, Pianki brought up these, this business. And I just have, yeah. where are these businesses located? Are they located in the inner city? Mm-hmm. Or are they located in the suburbs? I mean, where are these businesses located? I mean, because I can you go, go to, to black, you go, uh-huh. you, you go to Black Enterprise Top 100 Business in the top 20. Of course, number one business is St. Louis' very own David Stewart Worldwide Technology. I think, oh, yeah. I think their gross revenue is about $10 billion a year. But... <laughs> If you go to and look at the in the top twenty, I think you have six black businesses that's indulged in the automobile industry itself. And of course, people like Bridgman 
and uh, some others that I can't bring the name, they hail out of the city of Detroit because, you know, one time Detroit was called the Motor City. You got some of those businesses that have upwards of 18,000 employees, although that's involved in food services. Uh, down in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, you have a company that's uh, a petroleum company. Black the petroleum Empire. company is called Hightower. It's, uh, the owner is Stephen Hightower, who started off as a janitor. And he's involved in petroleum products, gasoline, diesel fuel, so on, so on, so on. Yes. There's a lot of people yeah. said about this, the man that gave, the billionaire that gave the money to, to, his, to his alumni. Uh-huh. And they upset about this. Mm-hmm. Why? When he paid the student loan. I don't know why they upset. I don't, I don't know. He's upset about it. So he gave it to a, the school that he went to, and he wanted them to pay it back. And uh, in Black Enterprise, you can go find a whole lot of stuff that's not in Black Enterprise too. You know that people don't know. Everybody's not looking at Black Enterprise. So Black Enterprise has been doing good and going to keep on doing good for years. If you really want to know, because who it doesn't matter who president. So that had nothing to do with the little people. But I'm saying, when he gave that money, you got people complaining about he gave, he, he didn't say him, he said his family did it. So they all got in together and, and gave that money. Uh, I mean, paid them student loans off. So just think of that class that he paid the student loans off, they go to do the same thing he did, and people getting upset. I'm wondering why. Oh, well, oh Eric, well, by the way, can are. I make... Can, can I make one mention? Oh, and and that's the lady over the education department. She's messing it up. Could I give a make okay. mention of one more thing, if you don't mind, Eric? You know, Bessie divorce. Bessie divorce yeah. donates her salary that she would receive as educational secretary. She donates to that to historical black colleges and universities. Yeah, also. <clears throat> Also, really? uh, and by the way, Black mm-hmm. Enterprise is not a business. Black Enterprise is a publication mm-hmm. just like Ebony or anything else, and it lists certain things. And, you know, another thing, too, what should be asked of the Trump administration, since uh, the gentleman did pay off the student loans for the graduating class of 2019 of Morehouse, Trump administration, Donald Trump should make those payments tax-exempt. Because whenever you receive a consolidation of your loans or what you owe, the IRS still will come after you and look at that as income. So if you owe $80,000, they're going to say that's $80,000 of income that you owe taxes on. If you were to pay it off, it wouldn't be looked at like that way. Joe, you know anything about that? No. That's a tax, that's a tax deductible for the man that gave, that gave it to, gave the gifts to the people. As a tax, he got a big tax, tax right off grant. When I said it, that the students, it does matter. The students would have to pay taxes on the forgiveness that this gentleman picked up. If he go, it's just, it's just if Eric, if you owe when you get a grant, you, you do not have to pay. and I was a, if I, I was to give you fifty thousand dollars wow. to pay your loans off, or you know these old those loan consolidation. Plans, you know, they used to advertise and say we will work with you to consolidate your loans because certain loans 
you really don't have to pay back fully like credit well, cards. Credit cards are all well, unsecured. You don't have to pay. Can I explain what the man but, he gave up? Well, ma'am, can I finish, please? Why are you keep you going all over the like over that? the country with all of this excuse? But he gave a grant. He 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 fixed up a grant to give to the kids. They like a pay a grant. A human being, a citizen can't give grants. Only government agencies well, can give grants. <laughs> well, well, let's let hold on, hold on, okay. And and you know, basically, the university is looking into it, and they work them, they work out the, the the particulars on how he can do it. You know, so nobody really knows how how he's going to do it right now. So the university is working with him, and, and they're trying to come up with a plan. You know, um, that's as for. This morning, when I heard, you know, what they were talking about doing. So, as far as you know, how it's going to be done, nobody really knows right now. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, but you know, Pianki, it's good that that those are, there are some black businesses out there that are wonderful. But that, you know, that still doesn't speak as far as. The inner city and lower no. income, you know, those that still living in poverty, you know, that still doesn't say much, does it? Well, no. I mean, yeah, and, it doesn't and, say and, much. I mean, if you keep, I mean, and, and if, I mean, you you said you say a poll said this, but we know polls poll. can be manipulated, and they can, you okay. know, depending on what the wording is, you know, you get the, the desired desired uh, response you want. I mean, I look at many polls all the time. It says, "Do you think President?" Uh, Trump should be impeached, yes or no? I mean, really? <laughs> you know, you know. Let me ask you a question. You know, you know the Ohio mom Kelly Williams Bullard that was jailed for sending her kids to a better school there at Ohio. Oh, she talk, sent her. She, oh, we'll talk about Williams. that in a little while. We're well, gonna talk about me, that in, in, in Okay, but let me give you some points on that one. That lady stayed in one school district and she wanted to send her child to the school district that her father lived in. Okay. Right, yeah. but that's stealing. Now, guess what? With school choice, with vouchers, she could have done so, and the money that the child was receiving, allocated in the bad school district, would have followed him to the school district that the father lived in. Well, that she got in trouble. She never would have got in finish. trouble. You know what? I do not. I I'll send you. I tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll send that to you. I'll send that to you right now. Well, Mrs. Carter, let me explain something. No, you know, yes. if you report yes. it, can I explain that? If you report it yes. and you send your kid into a school system that your parents live in, and if they babysit that kid, they can go to school in that district. If you report it, and there's no problem with doing it, but she did not report it. So that's how that goes. Once again. Once again, now Pianchi just made this great statement. Well, parents should, uh-huh. you know, they care about the kids and they should be able. Okay, this was the, that. That is what the lady did. Okay, I mean, let's go on to get into what I was going to talk about anyway. That's what the lady did. Her and um, what was the other lady name? Kelly Williams Bowler and what's the other lady name? Uh, 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 God dang it. I had it, it written down somewhere. But anyway, her name was huh? her name was Kelly Williams. Kelly, sorry, Kelly Williams. Uh, yeah, other is another lady by the name of Tonya McDonald. I'll send that to you too. Yeah, Tonya, uh, you got to send it to me. Yeah. I already know. Yeah, I already yeah. know. Now, so these women, they decided they didn't like the schools their kids were going to because, as you say, they weren't learning anything. They were, you know, being, you know, they just wasn't doing it. So they decided to take them to a better district. 
and put their kids in school. But they get jail sentences for, as Pianki say, they were stealing. What were they stealing? A better education? But then you take these these individuals out here, and you know they got caught up in this this college scandal. You take all them, you know they done paid their way through, and they talking about not getting more than four or five months of prison, uh, jail time. If that, I mean, where's where's what what's the difference? Now that's still well, there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. And that was and the they call that stealing, but what the 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 parents of the college student did, they said that they actually bribed the admissions counselors and the coaches. So that was a case of bribery, bribery, you know, which which is it, I would think. Uh, was, 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 uh, was a higher uh, a higher crack. Yeah, you would think there'd be a higher higher punishment, but Felicity Hoffman only paid ten thousand dollars, and plus she pled right. guilty, so she didn't anger any of the prosecutors. With, uh, right. with Lori Laughlin, she um, she bribed five hundred thousand dollars worth. Plus, she's not pleading guilty. She's gonna make the prosecutors angry, and if she gets convicted, you better believe she's gonna get a minimum six years or more. Of prison time. Uh, you know what, Joe? Well, the uh, difference. Or she may, or she just may get probation. You know, because the difference. Say, hey, is he gonna get federal time? Not if he goes. Well, the butter. Williams Bowler, she um, was was ordered to pay thirty thousand dollars back in tuition for a public school. Come on, man! Now, Even though her father was paying property taxes. Yes, that's right. Well, the difference there, Eric. The difference there, Eric, is twofold. One, the college scandal, and Joe, they was paying for a bribe, but they still would have had to pay tuition. Hmm. The thing with the other two ladies, the one in New Jersey, the one in Ohio, (laughs) is that is that they they was utilizing school services in a district that they were not paying taxes in and did not reside in. They were getting a better education for the kids, really? No, they have. See, here's the thing. So it shouldn't be that much of a of a difference. And Here's the thing. And if the education system is that much of a difference, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that his education system was, was meant for everybody under we, the same banner as the government. Everybody no, would get the same education, and some wouldn't be lagging behind, and some uh, over on the, this side just because they uh, got a little money and stick them in one of these schools. He's trying to convince somebody that people need exactly. court cases. In, court cases in New York. When it boils down to it, the difference, the real difference is, she's a black mother. She ain't famous, and she ain't wealthy. Well, it has happened to it has happened to it has happened to it has happened to white parents. It has happened to Latino parents too. But if you live in a if you live, look, wait a minute. Both of y'all talking at the same time. I can't hear. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, in the Kelly Williams Boulder case, look, when pressed on the disparate treatment, school officials readily admitted that they treated McDowell far more harshly than. They did others because they wanted to make an example of her. Exactly. I mean, really? That is exactly what they said. That is exactly what they said. That's what the what school minister said. said now. That's what they said. I That's mean, and the other, I mean, charged with two two felonies? Stealing education. Yes. What the world? Stealing education. <laughs> How the 
Because you ain't education. stealing education, you don't live in that a district. That's, that's not stealing education. That's, that. that's keeping my, my kids safe. Really? Well, you know, I can't. You know what? You know what? You got an advantage on me there. I never have. I always paid for my children' education, so I couldn't tell you how well, that works. Well, no. Man, I, when the, I man went to public school and they ain't have no problem. And yes, I went to a school outside the district where and I was so supposed did I. to go. And yes. I didn't did. have no problem. Yes, I did. You know, uh, and, and I know so I went to private, went homeschooling, and then ended back up in public school. At Vashon High School, the high school that Maxine Waters graduated from, uh, the basketball coach was Floyd Irons. Floyd Irons was recruiting recruiting players that didn't live in the St. Louis Public School District. And they came down on him, and they took away all the championship and all the one games that uh, Vashon had played for over a decade. Because those kids did not live in the district that was playing on the team. You know what? I, I think that's really petty. I, I really yeah. do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, in other words, if you if you go, I mean, in that case, then fix the schools. You know, fix Thank the schools. <laughs> well, this it wasn't about, about the school. It was about the basketball players. This is what I don't understand. Hey, hey, I'm not talking about sports. I'm not talking about sports no. right now. We. We already know that hey, some parents hold their students, their children back a year so they be more stronger. You know when they do graduate, get more looks. So we ain't worried about that. We talking about education. Well, I, I right agree now. with you. If you live in a school district and that school district is failing, it's up the responsibility of the parents and the stakeholders in the district to make things right. But guess what? So, they don't do it. But, but okay. all of them are failing, really. So that should give me to take my child where without. They're worrying about prosecution and to where they have better education and they are safer. Should well, I agree with up. you. That's why I come the. That's why I come one of the one of the points that goes for you in the choosing of a house is to look at the school district. Don't move into a, a community that's got bad schools. Didn't she take him to her father's community where he pays taxes? That should have been a lawsuit against the whole. Against the school system because she took them over. Her father pays taxes. She's not there anymore, mm-hmm. so he paying taxes in that community, and she had just as much right to take her child over there for him to go as anybody that was going in that community for daddy's paying tax. Yeah. And that's the way it should go. Yeah. But with other yeah. people like mine, they don't think that way. You, you know, know the only thing, you know, I, and the more I read it, the question keeps coming up. You know, how did they find out? Number one, how did they find out? It, it, you know, I never read anything where it said they found out. But how did they find out anyway? If she was using her father's, her father's yeah, address, mm-hmm. how did they find out? You know, so I, I don't, you know, it's just something fishy they, about they the probably thing. watched especially it. They they probably, especially, especially when they come out and say, well, we're going to use her as an example. You know, and it, well, you know what she could have done? You know what she could have done, Eric? What? She could have she could have turned her son over to her father. And her father could have put the child on his occupancy permit for the house that he has. Okay. The thing was the thing if y'all remember, the thing was she lived there. She, she lived moved. there with her father, 
and she mm-hmm. moved at one time. And she mm-hmm. lived there with her father. And then she got a job and she started working. And she still used okay. that address after she moved. That's yeah, but my, after she moved. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. say she used the address after she moved. No, she was still using the address after she moved, and she was still using yeah. the address. Well, I tell and you what, what, if what y'all say is true, then she needs to sue and get big money. Well, Mr. Exactly. Talk, as right. I was saying, when it comes to, that's what I said, but when it comes to the school system, you got more people homeschooling than you got in the public school, the private school, or in the other kind of school people can talk about. Why are people, private, why are people homeschooling their children? Because it's, it's a choice. So, it's I'm so for bad school for black choice. People. What you say? No, it's not no school choice. It's a parent choice. So don't ever no, don't think you're going to learn nothing in this home school system Homeschooling home is home another option in school choice. Homeschooling home is, is not always the parent's choice because a lot of black children now are being, and I'm talking about elementary school children because uh-huh. it's happening here in Florida, are being expelled from school because the teachers yep. are saying that they can't teach them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, that's probably true, yeah. but here's so the thing. If the parent was they don't have to worry about none of this, and yeah. they just you know, because, and do it anyway. If the parent wasn't taught, if the parent don't know, how are they going to teach the kids? Exactly the point. That's exactly my point. And, and we talked about that so much ago here on um, Mr. Talk. We talked about that. And this, this uh, virtual school that they have to log into, if these parents are not technically inclined are are astute in these programs, then how are they supposed to teach the kids? Where the, So the kids really still are not getting an education. So, so how do you think that? But there's a lot of them going to homeschooling and doing better than the ones that's in there, all these other students. Those ones that have... But they don't talk about that. Yes. You know what they do? What's her name? Are those they, who um, hook up with other parents who are yes, and that's what they do. Children, you know, yeah, and they, and they, they go on field trips. They do. That's but what they do. Yeah. How do how do the kids participate and in sports? They go. They Football can go on sports. They can go on a sport team and do it. Just because well, they have to pay for that. No, they don't have to pay. Yes, you do. Club fees. Club fees cost. Love it depends on what kind. You can you can participate in a, in, a, in a public school and just like some private schools, they don't have sports, but they still go to other schools and play. No private schools that I know of, Cardinal Ritter. We, we you you that you know of, we know CBC we here in St. Louis, Cardinal Ritter, and St. Louis U High School. They have uh, they have uh, sports it, teams. It depends. It depends on the school district, and it depends on the program. But if the child has been expelled from the public school, no, they cannot participate in any sporting program with the public schools. You would have well, it yeah, but be suppose the parent the suppose the parent choose the home school. Now what? And then they'll put yeah, out Honestly, number one, it shouldn't be about playing sports anyway. It should be about mm-hmm. educating your child. So, so I mean, talk- uh, maybe a lot of these children don't want to play sports. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a, a mute, mute point right there. That point is, like, <laughs> invalid, really. Well, so no, talk, it's you know, not because we look at... Year, at the beginning of the year, all them government funding that they get from them children for sitting in that class, those classrooms, and if people didn't sit them in that classroom and they and then they got groups together and they taught kids from home, it'll stop them from making money. But it also, is. Eric, you saying that, but look how many black kids go to college. It's on not only sports. black kids. 
How many you're black right. kids go to college on sports you, you know scholarships? You know what? You're right, Pianki, and I, and I have an issue with that. I really do because a lot of times we're raising our kids, educating them. We're not even educating. We're just raising them to play sports so they can get into college, knowing they're not they're, they're not college material anyway. And most of, and a lot of them are flunking out. Instead what? of educating them, you know, making sure they get education, they get some kind of skill. Why they, you know, because schools these days have all kind of programs career centers and what have you. So get your child in that. If they want to play sports, fine. But it put the emphasis on the education part and not the sports part. But, Mr. Tucker, I was, you know what I told you last year? Last year I told you I went to a graduation, and half of those kids that were graduating got their associates and was getting ready to finish high school. They got their associates uh-huh. before they got their high school diploma. So, Right. He, he don't talk about stuff like this. He always talks about the public school. They don't learn nothing, and they don't do this. But kids are doing this. Every day and every year. Yeah. So I mean, they got two years so, to go. Would they? Would they have know, their BS? Well, all about their business. We, it depends on what they're. Uh huh. We, we don't have no They graduate with GPA or six, pro- but the thing is, yeah, well, that's what an associate gives them. It gives them an associate degree. They mean associate mean what? They've already finished two years of junior college. That's what uh, well, is, that's college. That's credit. That's credits toward college education. But here's the thing: it's it's like a dual credits is what it is. But no, the thing not. is, you got to make sure is that those dual those credits that you achieve outside of the high school is transferable to the college that you really want to go to. They are taking college courses along with high school. And when they right. finish high well, it's school, called they dual, with their it's called dual the credits. Time. And then it's when they, mean, they have they have two years to go, and then they have their BS degree. It's called dual credit. And then credit. they get into programs that they have the jobs, they get the job pay, and then they get their master's degree. Joe, could you explain to her what I'm trying to say? And they don't, and they don't be on say. anything. That's you not Joe. You know, if you don't, if, 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 if you want to go to an engineer's program, you want to go to an engineer's program, most engineers call, charge ask you to take uh, calculus 1550, 1552. Well, then some schools don't require that. It's a different level of calculus. Different They're books not in the school. Study. They are going to the well, well, The only thing I'm saying is that well, it's okay to do dual enroll dual credit, mm-hmm. but make sure that the college that you intend to go to will like accept them. those credits. Well, that's in, that's any any junior college you go to yep. anyway. That's that, that's, no, that's it's, it's not university. necessarily junior college. You can use them to go to a four-year college. Okay. Once again, see here's 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 another thing, and I you know that's another problem I have. You know, parents keep pushing this. Well, you're gonna go to the University of Texas. You're gonna go to University of Florida straight out the bat. Well, knowing uh-huh. good and well, if they don't get a full scholarship, which is really not full, but you know it serves the purpose. You know, you really can't afford that. You know, so send your, let your child go to a local community college for the first two years. Get the see. The biggest scam there is is the big university. They tell you, well, four years. No, if you if you're not going through the summer summer co- um, courses and stuff, you're gonna be there at least six because the first two to three years is gonna be your quote unquote core classes, which you can get those at the local um, um, community college, save yourself some money, and then transfer over to the two, the four year university. Do your two years, two two three years maybe, and you're done. You know, and, and that, that's that's the issue that I have with universities right now because people don't realize that they're not set up for you to go four years. They set up for you to go at least six. That's why they give you all that nonsense of the, you know, 
humanities and and uh, you know uh, it's just nonsense class. You take it. You know, humanities. Math, I mean, really, really. You know, those electives. You know, those electives just kind of relieve exactly. your <laughs> really your, okay, your, no your course load. Let me, I mean, All if, right, you, so if you're doing something. Let me, take, let me take them somewhere else then. So when I get to college, I'm working on my major, okay? That's what I want to work on. And I'm saving my parents some money. Well, that depends you know, on the That depends on the, that depends on the parents, Eric. Well, my point is, a lot of parents don't think that way. Whether they, And they know they can't afford it, so they scratch You got some dysfunctional parents. That's not dysfunctional. They're not dysfunctional. They're just uneducated because they <laughs> they, they haven't been told. They're not dysfunctional. One of the reasons you go to school so you're able to function out in society, man. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. When I say uneducated, I don't mean, you know, as in they, not, you know, they don't have any knowledge. What I'm saying is they do not have the, the information like that because they have not been given that option. On the option, they keep well, to know. Your son, you know, he wants to go here, so I'm going to let him go here. And they, they scrap in and, and working two or three jobs and going without. I mean, I know that's part of a parent's job, but let's do the smart thing here. Let's do the smart thing. Plus, you save your kid from having to take out all them dang on student loans that's a scam in, their, in its own self. You know, so you save it two ways here. Yeah, but a lot of them want to go to the alma mater that their parents went to, and that's why they go there instead of going to a, 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 a community college. They can still end up finishing there. But that's fine. But still, mm-hmm. go to the community college, and then you finish, go to your parents' alma mater. You still going to graduate well, from there. Yeah. But, you know, if, you're, if your but child is able, if your child is, has been schooled right, real right, so. getting up to the uh, coming into high school, then they wouldn't have no problem. But you know, some schools, for instance, like Washington University here in St. Louis, which is called the, the uh, it's called the uh, Little Harvard, and, and tuition is like sixty-seven thousand dollars. If you work there, even as a janitor, a custodian for a period of time, your kid can go there for free. That's everywhere, 60. and you can go to school for free too if you're sixty. You just got to pay for your well, books. You know, oh man, and we're not even going to talk about that. That's a whole other scam in itself. Yeah. Books, three, four hundred dollars. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? It doesn't make no sense. Well, Mr. And Tyler, now they got to rent the books, a hundred dollars. You rent the book for the course. Really? But are we going to get to Alabama? I mean, it's just a scam. Huh? Are we going to talk about Alabama? Yeah, and what about stuff? We'll talk about that Friday. That that's a whole well, show in itself, be, right? I'm, I'll be busy Friday, so let me get my part when, when I'm my last word. <laughs> okay, well, you okay, your okay. last words. Okay. All right, but yeah, but but as, as far as the school thing, and back to to, to the lady you know who moved her, her child to a better school, I could think that was her choice, and if you know, she shouldn't have been her other other lady shouldn't be given them jail time, made an example oh. of stealing education. Oh, man, that mm-hmm. is just so still in education. But she was so leaving her kid huh? in the same school system where he was at. She just left him in the same school system that he was in. We don't know where she went was better than where he was going. Well, she just well, left she, him she, in she her father's community. To make sure yeah. he was safe. 
you know, I wish every parent want their kid to be safe. I mean, well, these days in time know. in school, they ain't well, Eric, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Eric. I mean, do you think yeah. that do you think that refugees and illegal immigrant kids should have a right to go to your school district that you pay taxes to for its operation and expenses, but their parents haven't paid a dime? What? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So. What does their country have? Immigrants kids. Okay. So if they come into the country and they start going to the school. Right, mm-hmm. but their parents aren't paying any taxes. They right? haven't ever paid taxes to it. Absolutely. The migrant well, workers aren't paying mean, taxes, but they shouldn't went to school. Okay. I'll, I'll send you something. Hey. I'll send you something on Look, that too. It's okay. You know what? I've heard you, that it's before. Out the, it's a quarter after four. Let's look at this. Hey, we got a president that ain't paid taxes in ten years. So I mean, really, does <laughs> it really matter? <laughs> How you know? You haven't seen his tax returns, have you? And he's trying to keep them showing them. Well, his lawyer said it, yeah. so we don't know. We don't no, believe somebody. I had a business that didn't pay taxes too. He took advantage of tax <laughs> deducts. Hey man, look, I talked to you. I might see you Friday. Joe uh, Perry's getting a show, so you don't miss it. Get prepared. Well, but okay. Okay. That's All right. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know. It's just it's amazing, you know, at, at the discrepancy in punishment depends on if you have a lot of money or what have you, you know. Mm-hmm. And Joe, that 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 what's her name? Um, um, um Hoffman. Oh, what's the one? Say they gonna go to court. Yeah, Laughlin, Lori Laughlin. Hoffman. Even if she 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 ain't gonna do nothing but get a slap on the hand. You know, yeah. and, and you know they give her in house arrest and that'll be it. No, that depends. I'm, I mean, if she. She's Now her girlfriend, Felicity Huffman, pled guilty, right? So she's not costing the court any time. She's not pissing off the prosecutors. So as a result, she's got a lighter sentence. Lori Laughlin is going to take the. Uh, she was given a plea deal. She refused it. She wants to go to court, but she needs more, more all the resources. Are now going to have to be summoned by the uh, prosecutor to, to prosecute this woman. And if she loses, the courts are very wrathful. And, you know, if, if let's say the court, the, the trial extends itself like six months. I'm, she's going to get at least six years if she loses. Well, we're watching and see. Joe, you say she's going to get at least six. I say she's not. So we'll see. We'll see who's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's weather. Who's going to fix this country up after this weather, these tornadoes are tearing up stuff? Who's going to fix it up? Since we all want to build a, 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 a wall. What, me? <laughs> Since we want to build, people want to build a wall, who's going to fix up this country out of all this tornado tearing up stuff? The wall going to come first or the other people? Other American people going to come you first? Know, you know, I, I, <laughs> would say, I, would, look, I would say the state would. But we know, depending on the, who the governor is, they may not get any money to do it. So, who knows? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You know, with this administration, you never know. You know, they, they, it has been, well, the Republican governors, they get this. The Democratic governors, they get that. So, who knows? So, Remember the last money that was given out, they spent it. <laughs> you have other needs. 
Here's, here's an interesting thing. You know, you look at it, and, uh, and you know, sometimes some folks say, well, you know what? The neighborhood needed to be wiped out anyway. They were low income. You know, they were uh-huh. trash. So, yeah. You know, and a lot of those folks don't have insurance, so they can't rebuild. So, uh-huh. you know, they move on. You know, uh-huh. they move on. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Maze. I really don't. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, the state comes in and clean up, but in the city or what have you, but we'll see. All right. We, let's get on out of here. So, I got uh, I got things to do tonight. All right. So, Maze, go ahead with your last word. Oh, when I was listening to this, this abortion stuff, I'm so these people need to sit down somewhere and leave these people alone. Uh, 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 trying to change some law that 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 was done, got a cons- I mean, by the court, and they should leave it alone and stop trying to. They, it's, it's a money maker. What they're trying to do, because they're gonna have these women just as upset with them if they were these famous people that were messing with these women, and they still upset. So as I say, they don't have no problem with these men changing their body parts, and they can't protect these children, and that's what they need to be working on. Cause they have they are born kids too, and then you want to look at the death penalty, but you don't you believe in it, but you don't believe in people doing the right for what they want to do. Had nothing to do with you, and then they want to put the abortion clinic doctors in prison for all these years. It don't make no sense. I think they better leave it alone because the women are already mad with them, and they just get madder and madder and madder. And these Republicans, I just they sick. I sit there and watch that Alabama. That man say you you can't get if uh, when you know you're pregnant. That's when you can't you can't abort it when you know. A lot of people don't know and say they didn't know. But they need to sit down. All these states, they're going through this. They already need money. They don't know what to do with it. They don't even know how they got in office. It's just a shame. Just looking at them. So if I don't get my opportunity Friday, I just had to spill it out today. So have a good one. All right. Thank you, Maze. You have a good one, too. Uh, just a, a precursor to, to a Friday show. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this abortion and uh, the thing in Alabama. But actually... You know, even though the governor signed it, basically what they're saying is they've signed it as a challenge to Roe versus Wade, and they wanted to go to the Supreme Court and make the court take another look at Roe versus Wade. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, Joe, last words. Well, like always, everybody just be safe, huh? And um, I'll see you on Friday, I guess. <laughs> All right. And thank you for staying awake today, Joe. <laughs> sure, anytime. Okay. <laughs> All right. See you Friday. See you Friday. Uh, see you, P. Uh, uh, all right, P. Where you at? Talk to me. Um, and the only thing you know, I I, I gotta say, you know, as far as this whole thing, you know, about black being in a in a better place and so much what. Uh, 45 has has done from, remember now, this is the same person that told the Haitian and African nations, he called them shithole countries, you know, if we we remember that, you know, it's the same people that has been trying to destroy every policy for people of color you know that that gave them an advantage of of a so-called white privilege and, and and all of that. So, do we really want to believe that he is really concerned about black or the African American community? You know, 
when, you know, he made the statement um, during his campaign. He said, our great African-American president hasn't exactly had a positive impact on the third, on the those who are so happily and openly destroying Baltimore during the Baltimore riots. Colleen just said blacks are lazy. You know, and these are just a, a few of the things. You know, so do we really want to think that he 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 is really entrenched? You know, to to improve our community, maybe the upper echelon. You know, who who get the tax breaks and who are the wealthy. You know, who are up there where he is, maybe maybe so. But what about the normal everyday citizen? Do we do we really think there is a real concern? And as far as the school issues goes, you know, with you know, with the McDowell and Bola Williams, you know, we once again, as I said, we see white privilege and and wealth at at, at work again, you know. So let's not fall again for the smoke screen and the sugar coated comments, you know, thinking that all is well because it is not. You know, we we really have to to, to look at what is is is, is really going on. And, 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 and not have our views clouded by a few people that happen to be in the same skin color as we are who happen to have the opportunity to meet and greet with, you know, you know, with the POTUS. You know, and, and, and you know, and let's not fall into that trap and, and say, okay, we agree with them or they speak for us because they don't. They don't. They don't have the everyday struggles that the normal, everyday, lower income, middle income, African American or Black American or people of color in America have in America has. So let's not be so quick to identify ourselves with a false truth. Do the research. Look at our own situation and see what has these last three to four years really. What 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 has been improved? What has changed? Where our tax breaks? Because if you remember now, if you remember when we're talking about taxes, your uh, 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 what was once known as the child tax credit was taken away or decreased, so you didn't get that. So you didn't get that. So how, how are you really making it better for the hardworking citizens? Not the top five, not the top ten, not even the top one. You know, but those who don't make the eighty and ninety thousand and hundred thousand and the six figure income. What about those that are only making twenty five and, and, and thirty thousand? How are you making it better for them? See, so we need to think about that. We need to look at that before we go getting or jumping on the bandwagon because we see a face the same color as ours, you know, jumping on that same derailed bandwagon. No. That's all I gotta say. All right, then. Well, thank you. You said a whole lot. <laughs> you said a whole lot. Wow. You know, um, you know. Speaking speaking of of of, of 
Morehouse and and Mr. Williams, you know, giving you know, deciding to pay off those the student loans. I think it's a wonderful idea. And of course, you know, you have those out there that's gonna hate. You know, and, and there's no need to hate. You know, you know, it's something we talk about all the time. There's something we talk about all the time. You know, going back and helping our own. Oh, so now you have. I forgot what other besides the graduating class was black men coming out with the education without having to worry about um without having to worry about paying a student loan. You know, so what's wrong with that? You should give it back. You know, it, it's amazing when we talk about all time, it's amazing how we hate on our own. We we really do. You know, is it out of jealousy? Is it spite or just ignorance? Whatever it is, we need to stop it. You know, be happy for them young men. That someone cared enough about them, that someone cared enough about them to go ahead and help them. Go ahead and help them get a a fresh start. That's just great. Uh, Let's see. Uh, As far as this Tony McDowell and Kelly Williams boy, you know, I should, you know, I, I never understood there was thing as stealing education. You know, as much as, as educate, education we need, you know, stealing education, really? Really? You know, it's just another, another example, another example of just really how they feel about Black kids, black children, because I don't like to say kids, black children trying to learn a little bit and stay safe without having to worry about drive-bys or, or uh, gangs and that that things of that nature. They'd rather see you struggle than succeed. That's why we have to keep pushing. We have to keep pushing. All right, well, that's going to do it for me. I think I've said enough. P have said enough. Great show today, y'all. I want to say thank you, everybody, for participating and those listening. Um, just remember, we'll be back here Friday with another show. Well, we're going to be talking about the abortion, uh, new abortion law that was passed in um, Alabama. I know we will be talking about that. So, you know, do your homework on that so we can have that discussion. Plus other, other topics that, you know, we're going to bring up. All right. So. That's going to do it for us. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with an open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself, everything else is just groovy. All right? Well, P. Ross, I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Y'all have a great We're going to take y'all out of here with some Blanco Brown and the get up. And we talk to y'all Friday. Y'all have a good one. We're out of here. Right now. I just need you to get real loose, get comfortable, grab your loved ones, or grab your love partner, and if you're by yourself, no worries, just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step, then cowboy boogie, grab a sweetheart and spin out with him, do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Put it on your side. 
Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of this time to shine. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip with it. Now lean back, put your head in it. It's simple, you can do it. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Now cool down, have a good time. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Do the butterfly, have a good time round, round, round around you go. It's time to show out right now and take to the floor. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Don't throw down, take a sip with it. Now lean back, put your head. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.